Hello, all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the Knockouts Podcast, brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. I watch a lot of wrestling, and I am in a great mood. Oh, uh, well, I'm David. I'm a noob and haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. <laughs> all right, great. Good to oh, well, oh, wait. Well, oh, 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 you, you thought I was going to give... The brawl for all, some kind of special send off. Ha! No, no, I'm Hi. doing this. I'm do- I'm giving brawl for all all the flowers that the Fed itself fucking did on its way out, which is to say zero. No, I last time I started off in such a bad mood last time we were here, but today I am feeling great. Don't let anyone ever tell you that repression is unhealthy and bad for you. Wait, wait, I- wait, hold up. Wait, no. I I assumed we were practicing healthy coping mechanisms, Austin. Hold up. Nope. If I repress hard enough, why I, in fact, can just forget the last episode of this arc ever happened. No, stop it. No. Yeah, so we're finishing the Brawl for All today. On uh, the August 24th, 1998 episode of Raw, despite that we are Austin, despite all are. the big, uh, despite all the big hype up, this tournament does not end on at SummerSlam happening the, six wonder, days later. Wonder why under wonder why like they had room to put it on SummerSlam. I was, hmm. I was just going to list sure the SummerSlam is, 98 card right now. Sure is interesting that they just didn't wonder why that happened yeah SummerSlam 98 features such classics as D'Lo Brown versus Val Venus the oddities versus Kai and Ty X-Pac versus Jeff Jarrett okay well I didn't know about that one but that's also what uh Edge and Sable versus Jacqueline and Mark Marrow Ken Shamrock versus Owen Hart Edge and Sable what the New Age Outlaws okay. versus Mankind. You know, there was room to, like, what? get that Brawl for All final in here. What? Did D'Lo Brown and Val Venus... Did D'Lo Brown and Val Venus need 15 minutes on pay-per-view to end in a disqualification? What the I fuck would argue, is this SummerSlam no. card? What the hell? Most people agree that SummerSlam 98 is kind of bleh. Yeah, it sounds like, like, okay, I knew X-Pog versus Jeff Jarrett was a thing. No idea why, though. I know, like, why uh, Ken Shamrock versus Owen Hart is a thing. I don't know why any of that other stuff, like, we have that whole DX versus Nation feud. Good to know that's not getting any payoff at fucking SummerSlam. It's just Triple H in the Rock. Everything else, fuck you. Not doesn't matter. Not going anywhere. Oh yeah, we do have Triple. Okay, yeah. Well, okay. Main event Triple H in the Rock. That is fair. And I, I and isn't then, that like a good if, one? Yes, it is. And then of course okay. Stone Cold and the Undertaker. I didn't mention the two that are good, important matches. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Just all the rest that are. What the fuck is happening here? Yeah, and the oddities having a pay-per-view match. Well, it's because it's because ICP was was there to do the perform entrance live. That's why they had a ten-minute match with Kai and oh, Ty. Yeah, the, uh, 
Yeah, Kai and Tai, who now have nothing to do with Val Venus, we're just shuffling D'Lo Brown in there, but we gotta give Kai and Tai something to do. Uh, give him oddities. What? Whatever. Okay, this is, this is bad. <laughs> this is all bad. But now, instead, um, on this episode, we get the Brawl for All final. Bart Gunn, who has wowed us all with his yes knockout punch he's, he's definitely he's definitely wowed jr and not made jr fuming hopping mad mm -hmm. and i and, demand and, respect and, you will respect me yeah okay okay calm down we can talk about this you will respect okay jeez all right fine yeah uh and then versus bradshaw who Vince Russo really, really wanted to get knocked out in this tournament, and yet that yes. hasn't even come close to happening. I know Bradshaw's almost certainly going to lose this, but the way I will laugh my whole ass off when Vince Russo's entire dumb fuck reasoning for this whole tournament does not happen. I that would be the greatest, like, mwah, artistic stroke of this dumb fuck work competition or shoot competition oh okay anyway mm -hmm. so last time we were here uh let's just go over the raw results for august 17th in order uh a show open with stone cold steve austin uh demand bringing a hearse to the ring and saying that he is gonna stick the undertaker in that back of that hearse and if Vince gets in his way, he will also stick Vince in the hearse, and they're going to go on the highway to hell at 110 miles an hour. Yes. Undertaker uh, is looking to get a speeding ticket. Yes. We as as last time, Raw had to run counter had to run at the same time as Bill Clinton's oh, testimony. Oh fuck me! Of, I forgot about this. I don't know how you could. In front of Kim Starr's what? committee. Repression, Austin. That's true. See, healthy over uh, the Bill, Bill Clinton having to testify in front of Kenneth Starr over the Monica Lewinsky thing. It's when he says, I did not have sexual relations sexual relation with that woman. And so WWE was like, we got to compete with that. I'll know. I know. We're going to have a Bill Clinton impersonator call into Raw so Jerry Lawler can scoop CNN for what Bill Clinton is going to say. I, 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 I promise you that that was Jason's sensation. There was no way. There was no way that was not I, Jason's sensation. I assume it was just some regular dude, just some regular Bill Clinton impersonator they hired. Well, yeah, but when they have an in-house guy who they think is – who they – clearly think is like the funniest motherfucker to walk this earth like i don't know how the fuck they don't tap him to do the bill clinton impersonating unfortunately we'll never know we'll never uh know. the first match is ken shamrock versus dan severn versus owen hart in the worst triple threat match ever <laughs> can, can we even call it a triple threat match when Dan Severn Dan's just spent the entire time not fighting at all. Yeah, so Dan Severn wins by choking out Ken Shamrock right at the very end. And we learned that 
are now alone and they for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they beat up Shamrock and Steve Blackman runs down and Severn also betrays Steve Blackman. And all right, cool. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Brawl for All, first Brawl for All semifinal match. Uh, this is the first time we get to listen to Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton thinks that the Godfather's hose will make great interns and how, and he loves it raw. Even Hillary knows that. Uh, anyway, uh, good old, the God, the Godfather offers the hose to Bart Gunn. He says no. And, and then, uh, and then Bart Gunn wins. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> and gets all the fucking JR's face demanding respect after, jr's pet project dr death steve williams fell through and he was totally not mad about it yep we get gangrel debuting against brian christopher in the best part of the night because Gangrel's sick entrance with the theme this, and this coming out this, to this a ring dumb fucking squash match highlight of the goddamn episode mm-hmm. <clears throat> But a good key point is that Gangrel is obvious, very obviously a vampire, but they're not going to say that out loud in so many they words. Don't want to call him a vampire. Uh, but Gangrel wins, obviously. Uh, it, we Shamrock and Blackman uh, swear revenge, and they're and Shamrock is like they're going to need two hospital beds for Owen and Severn after I'm done with them. Thank you. Uh, we get uh, the Disciples of Apocalypse versus Farouk and Scorpio. Bill Clinton calls back in to say that you know he's he's done his job is getting done. The economy's going great, and you know the more he time he gets to play, the better he is at his job. Mm-hmm. So you know he been, makes a lot of innuendos about mm-hmm. about this. Uh, anyway, DOA do twin magic and win. Woohoo. Yay. Uh Degeneration X and uh the Nate and the Nation of Domination have a street fight where everyone starts punching each other and then the rock and then once everyone gets laid out, the rock just grabs his icy title and leaves, and I guess the match is over. That the least sensical match of the entire fucking night where they they started the match during the last match and then made whole other entrances and then it ends because shrug th- there the is no just decides to stop fighting and, and everyone's like, All right, like we win. yeah okay i guess what, what yeah was that? but jeff jarrett and southern justice jumped x-pac i guess that's helpful for that pay-per-view match we're gonna do in the, t- in sure. the next week tiger ollie singh Appears to call Americans lazy and out of shape, unlike Abu, uh, unlike uh, Babu, and uh, and then Bob, we see we get a we get a uh, montage of Babu working out real hard, and this somehow caused him to have gross, disgusting toe jam, and so Tiger Ali Singh paid somebody five hundred bucks to lick Babu's feet. <laughs> it's fine. We're almost done. We're almost done. Sable and Jacqueline have an arm wrestling match that goes like <laughs> it goes like all arm wrestling matches in wrestling. Why are you world. reminding me of all of this? I came in in a good mood too. 
We have to inform the viewers. They have we to be, have they have to, to be they caught have up. The whole episode. We have a, they can just go suffer along with us then. Why do I have to re-suffer? <laughs> anyway, Sable, you know, Jacqueline is like the heel Jacqueline takes forever to actually, you know, start the arm wrestling match. Then they arm wrestle and Sable's about to win. And then Jacqueline just flips the table and breaks the trophy over Sable's head. Waka, waka, waka. And then uh, Val Venus will apparently be in a gauntlet match with Kai and Tai that if he wins, he gets five minutes with Yamaguchi-san alone. (laughs) Sexy. Uh, Yeah. Uh, draws draws world he's got tat he's got a tattoo of the doll of the dog in uh in garfield Garfield killing himself he's so edgy he's great he's great and then bradshaw kicks his ass in the brawl for all on the other brawl for all semifinal match well face glad we're done with that al snow was at a bar and head got got drunk and now, at, and now, head can't drive home because if he gets one more car point on his license, he's gonna lose it. Unironically charming, uh, uh, unironically charming segment. Dustin, Dustin Reynolds suggests that we all should read a book instead of watching Raw, such as his favorite book, The New Testament. The <laughs> with my man, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Dustin Reynolds would Dustin Reynolds would would be great as a trying to be hip youth pastor. Oh God, no! Like the kind of youth pastor who like sees Jesus is my N word and is like, yes, yeah. finally, oh, I'm reaching oh, the king. You you know you know that Dustin Reynolds is is out here doing his now i you know i once found myself tempted by the the evils of homosexuality uh but then then i found the lord and he showed me the error of my ways the lord said unto me bro why the heck are you wearing that black and gold face paint all the why time. Why are you and, trying to dress like an Oscar statue? And also why are you gay? And I said well geez Lord that's a great question. I don't know. And Lord said stop it. And I said okay. And then a few years later the Lord asked why are you faking Tourette's? <laughs> Fuck. Why? Why did he have all of the worst gimmicks? No. Dustin Rose deserves better. Anyway, Sable comes back out and demands a fight, and Jacqueline's like, well, me and Mark Mara will fight you at SummerSlam. And then the oddities show up in the locker room and kick their ass. Under Austin is still waiting for The Undertaker. There's like 20 minutes left in the show. Undertaker hasn't shown up to work yet. Uh, Val Venus comes out in a big pink super soaker. And... With a, and, uh, and proceeds to... And proceeds to lose the uh, he he beats up on almost all of Kai and Tai, but Taka Mishinoku. Luckily, but Taka Mishinoku saves me from killing myself by actually beating Val Venus, which I was not expecting to happen. But then Val Venus takes his super soaker and just sexually assaults everybody by spraying them with his jays. I will say that hey, again. Was, Val hey Venus was, in K-Fame hey had a super big, soaker. Uh, full of his own 
jizz. Hey, we don't know what that. We don't. We don't know what that clear liquid was coming out of that. Coming out of that. Waller literally said it was his DNA. I, I I don't listen to anything Lawler has to say. Yeah, well, Lawler apparently had the president on the line earlier, so maybe we should start listening to him. He's clearly a journalistic authority around these goddamn parts. Oh, oh yeah, Bill, Bill Clinton called in and was like, "No," and was like, "I did not have sex or relation with any. Didn't have an inappropriate relationship with that woman. It was just good sex." And then he's like, "We gotta yeah. get in the ring." And then he's like, "Next week in Philly, you know, let me get in the ring with Ken Starr. We'll settle this that way." Kill me. Uh, and then at the very end of the show, Undertaker's music hits. And then out comes the Undertaker, allegedly. And then Austin shows up. And then the Undertaker turns around and gasps, it's Kane. My God, it's Kane! And so they fight for five minutes up to the hearse. And then Undertaker tosses Kane in the hearse. But then suddenly when he goes to open the door and drive off, Undertaker teleported into the hearse. And then he drove off to Kane with Kane. And then that's it. That's how the episode ended. Christ almighty. Oh, this era sucks so hard. We're almost done. Holy shit. Yeah, so if you want to watch the end of the Brawl for All with us. Why uh, would you? I mean, I thought we were telling, I thought I, 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 I rattled off the results of a really compelling episode of Raw. You got to know yeah. what happens next. We got to um, know. Yeah, you can do that at a uh, Peacock, uh, NBC Universal's uh, streaming service. WWE licenses all their content with them, and yeah, we'll be back in the back half to discuss the August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight episode of Raw is War. And we are back uh, on this glorious occasion as we have finished the August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight episode of Raw, which means we are done. With the brawl for all. Absolutely. I have dressed up for the occasion. I have a fancy ad. I have my nice suit jacket on. Also, I wanna I wanna point out I'm wearing uh my Bob Roster, no mistakes, just happy accidents. I feel like that's a great uh a great way to describe Bart Gunn's ascension uh through the brawl for all. As well oh. as well as uh, uh Bradshaw's um but for different okay reasons. so this so you're set okay so it's my understanding then that me picking this arc was just a happy accident Understood. no i'm not saying for the That's arc it. as a whole hey, he said no mistakes you're, you're learning a lesson tonight austin you're learning a lesson in reaping and sowing it'll I finally really, get through your head tonight no it won't but i will say that i am sad because i was told by the internet that certain main event storylines during this period of time were very fun and cool, and I did not find them fun and cool at all. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. So. So. We cold open. No, 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 no. We got to start this before we cold open. We got to start this on the fucking menu of Peacock, okay? Because Austin did not clue me into the exact nature of what this main event storyline was leading to. I did not realize what this main event storyline was leading to until I read the episode description on Peacock, which names explicitly the fact that 
August 24th, 1998 episode of WWF Raw was the debut of the Brothers of Destruction. All this tedious cahoots bullshit that we have endlessly lampooned for being the most wheel-spinny shit ever was the lead-up to one of the most iconic tag teams in all of wrestling history. What? And I can't even pretend this is like we've all forgotten the bad storyline because, again, the internet told me that summer in 98, this all Kane and Undertaker and Mankind and Stone Cold was all super cool. Yeah, well... I went to this arc being like, I'm going to sit through this dumbass brawl for all shit, but at least I'll have the fun main event stuff. At least the DX versus Nation stuff should be pretty fun. There will oh, be highlights. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, oh, we'll get to that. Oh, won't we? And I have, in fact, walked away with it with basically nothing fun to say, except I kind of, I there was an ironic enjoyment of Val Venus at, at eventually. Um, you know, you know what the worst part is? The ultimate terrible irony. The highlight of this actually became the brawl for all for me. On I fucking ironically, I found myself looking forward to the brawl for all more than anything else on this fucking show. What? So, like, this arc is up there with me with the Undertaker v. Undertaker arc for, like, most disappointing arcs on this podcast. You know, what... What has the Undertaker's career been? Because the more we like explore a bunch of shitty storylines with a cool aesthetic, so everyone just kind of likes him. Yeah, because the more we date, like, oh man, this is a comment that could get me in trouble, and it's one of those times that makes me happy we don't have that many listeners. I the more we cover him, the more I'm convinced that Mark Calloway actually didn't have all that many good fucking storylines during his time with wwe like i on the whole they all kind of seem like dumb bullshit oh just wait till we cover the ministry of darkness then then we'll turn it around oh yeah oh i'm i can't wait hey the druids are here man fucking it it, it, it's happening oh my god all right so yeah we cold open to undertaker and kane walking out of the same room oh obviously having uh having just come from uh um uh family therapy undertaker you 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 couldn't hear it super well but undertaker uh was saying to kane as they exited that room that i statement activity was really useful in understanding why you're still hurt over the house fire incident sure sure i i i can't explain what else was going on like you know they, they just needed to really sit down and talk it out. All right. We begin this episode. Oh, hold of... up. Hold up. Well, well how, how are we holding up? We get the, the intro video. And I made a note to myself that we are finally going to look up the lyrics to Thorn in Your Eye. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, I want you to know these, this was truly worth this. The lyrics to the opening part of Raw. Too much dark and not enough sky. Why am I the thorn in your eye? <laughs> That's it. 
Oh, really? I mean, there's a whole song to it. There's a whole song. But oh, like, that's the, the part. That's the clip that is the, the lyrical line. genius. William Shakespeare is rolling in his grave right now. Oh, wow, baby. Fuck me. Okay, Jesus. Well, that's unfortunate. Now that's, uh, we are on. I, we are my on. condolences. I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yes, now uh, it's time for the final stop on our highway to hell. That's for true. That's definitely the case. And a new, a new episode of of uh, Attitude Era Raw means another uh, installment of everybody's new favorite segment on the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. It's time for David Sign Symposium, Osium, 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 where we <laughs> dissect. Thank you, thank you. Oh, you're too, you're too kind. Stop, stop it. Really, stop. No, stop, stop, stop it. Thank you. So we, hey, thank you. So we, uh, uh, uh where where we dissect um all of the deeply unhinged signage that David noticed during this episode of Raw, because instead of pointing them out throughout the episode, I decided to be far more efficient to point them all out at the beginning. All right. So let's go down the list. Um, we have some people who uh, just took the the Austin three sixteen meme and ran with it in the least funny directions. Shout out to Justin one ten. Big old big old question mark there. Uh, shout out also to Tanya four thirty. Um, I maybe that's when she set her alarm to. I don't know. Uh, but we did later on in the night see that Tanya, the Tanya 430 sign got transformed. It was a dynamic sign. It got transformed into what else? Tanya 469. Nice. Um, that's not proper. That's not a proper. You could at least made it Tanya 420. Yeah, but like, not a do you want to be derivative? Uh, Austin, these people are, are, are great artists. Do they... The last thing they want to be is derivative, okay? okay they, this Tanya, is a completely original listen, concept. <laughs> listen, Tanya wrote Tanya 509. That's what she put on that sign. 509? Because that's that's what 469 is 509. Oh, ah, uh, yes. Oh, shit. That actually would be clever. That would actually be a funny joke. Um, I I don't know why such geniuses were unable to come up with such things. Uh, Raw's audience reminding us how classy they are. Someone just having a sign that said, Massey is gay. Stay classy. Um, uh, The Rock is my dad. I'm sorry. Um, okay. I'm going to press X to doubt on that one. Hey, uh, man, you, you can you can also acknowledge the tribal chief and, can... and uh, join the ball. Oh, damn. I am sorry then. Oh, fate worse than death right there. Jesus. Um, uh, someone, this was a personal favorite of mine. Someone in the crowd has a sign that says degeneration sex. Um, and like the way, wow. the way it was, um, was like, it was degeneration was like thin in the middle and sex was in big letters sprawling across, except they fucked it up. They fucked up the spacing. So degeneration, I, you could tell even from afar, like, they it was the John Mulaney bit where they wrote the first letters too big, so they had to cram in the last four letters of degeneration like really small because they were running out of room. I do actually do that, and it's very that, annoying. It's 
it never nobody ever measures their the shit. problem the problem with the john mulaney bit is that it is a hundred percent correct it's funny because it's true um and then uh our final sign of this symposium bischoff still sucks it uh wrong work completely correct answer congratulations yeah um, so for it's the final stop on the highway to hell i then wrote a big question how is it still a question if there's collusion because oh my they god are in, still... they are jerry are still treating this like it's a question like what uh but anyway for the first time ever undertaker and kane come out together yes okay was this just taker's theme or was this a mashup that's taker's theme okay i couldn't tell i i forgot um, and kane so... getting hit big style with the laser pointers oh so many but... laser pointers going on kane today <sighs> These laser pointers were making me actively angry tonight. Like, all these momentous moments in, in WWF history occurring, and they're all just ruined by fucking laser pointers. Holy, holy shit. So the Brothers of Destruction... I gotta do that. I gotta do that next time I go to Dynamite. No. I gotta put a laser pointer and just start No. I feel like they would probably confiscate. I feel like there's a reason we don't see them anymore. And I don't they think it's because the would. audience has gotten classier. They um, probably would. Yes. Taker um, gets a mic. And conveniently, there is a big ass hell in a cell above the ring. So, which everybody is very confused about, by the by. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But um, then, I also want to point out that, so, the, the Brothers of Destruction, newly formed, are, are stalking their way to the ring and are getting booze um, as, as you do. Um, and then, yeah, take her in, take her in, take her grabs a mic and says some shit. I don't think. No, he doesn't say anything. Cause Vince. Comes oh out immediately. yeah. Vince, get, Vince comes out who also gets booed. This audience is just having a bad time. He classic heel versus heel. Clap, Vince up. looking super smug about knowing a thing. Everyone figured out weeks ago. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Classic Vince right there. And it is actually I'm a genius. Vince, it's apparently Vince McMahon's birthday. How awful. Uh that may yeah, it made me realize that may I, I've always felt this weird sense of existential dread every year in October to or on August 24th. Now I know why. Curse you. And so Vince is like, well, finally, Undertaker and Kane have come out of the casket. To which he I said wrote, that like it was clever. It I was said, and clever. I wrote that. I wrote gay. <laughs> and to Long Lawler, Jerry Lawler disagrees with my assertion that was not clever as he lets out the biggest belly laugh I think I've ever heard out of him. Uh, I, I also, also, um, I, I, on the subject of the hell in a cell, uh, cage hanging above them, uh, JR talks about this in the most confusing way humanly possible. Uh, he says of McMahon, I bet he knows why the hell is hanging over our heads. Uh, the cell, I should say. What What are you saying, Jim? Um, ah, uh, Jim. Well, this is the best television since President Clinton's Mia Culpa a week ago. Right here on Raw. That was on Raw. Raw keeps winning. Raw keeps winning. Raw keeps winning. <laughs> yeah. After all those lies, we finally get to the truth. Uh, the, yeah, the cahoots, the cahoots storyline was actually a deep, thoughtful political allegory in this essay. I will. 
a classic Republican here thinking that the important part was learning that he that Clinton got a blowjob. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Vince is like, the truth is, I told you so. So more laser pointers, more laser pointers. The laser pointers were out of fucking control. They were on both sides, but they were on the, they were on Kane and takers front sides. They were on their back sides. This shit was everywhere. It's out of hand. All of you need to stop it. Get some help. Uh, yeah, as Vince is like, there is no doubt that combined Taker and Kane make the most destructive force in the history of the WWF. And with Kane at his side, there's no doubt Undertaker doesn't need Vince McMahon to become champion at SummerSlam. And Vince reiterates that Undertaker will be the WWF champion at walking out of SummerSlam. But Vince wants to point out that during Undertaker's reign, there will come a time when Undertaker needs Vince McMahon for my wisdom, for my brilliant strategy. Uh, as he's rambling about this, at one point, Taker, Taker's just not responding. And Vince tries to be like, hey, I'm talking to you. And Taker just steps to him. And Vince's like, whoa, now, oh, now. Holy shit. You will need Vince McMahon for my friendship. So he asks Taker, friend or foe? Now, before this night is over, think about that. Before this night is over, I want an answer. He needs that answer on his desk by the end of day. Thank you. Yeah, so I feel like this ties into something interesting-ish later. Uh, yeah but this is kind of weird now it's just him being like yeah okay i guess you got one over on me you don't We're, need me after all but one day one day, one day you'll need well, me see i read it as i was watching it as like vince is playing nice after weeks of shitting all over taker because like just because he needs someone, anyone to dethrone Austin, he doesn't care what yeah. fucking deals with the devil he needs to make. Um, so, um, promo ends, or the promo is, we think is going to end. JR, JR is still, like, JR is still very confused why there's a heck in the set cage hanging above them. Gee, I wonder what could possibly be happening with that heck in a set cage. Um, but then. then Paul Bearer. Out comes Daddy Paul Bearer. Uh, I wrote. Um, and there was uh, who? Someone commented there said, "Has Undertaker taken Kane from his own father, Paul?" And then I yes. wrote, "Gay, gay, Daddy." Uh, um, Paul, yeah, Paul's so, so, like, "Son, tell yeah, me Paul, it's not true. Tell Paul me Bearer it's all a lie." Paul Bearer's big upsetty that Kane is teaming with that bastard Undertaker as yeah, you know, as Paul. You yeah, all right. Paul is like, he I'm the one that's always been there for you, Kane. The one that's always loved you. I need to oh. illustrate too. I need to illustrate what is happening in ring visually right now. So like so 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 Paul Bearer has gotten into the ring and he's like he's standing on like the very edge of it, and he kind of starts like leaning back against the ropes. And this man is it, motherfuckers are shining laser pointers directly in this man's face and he is he is doing everything in his power to like torturedly close and or cover his eyes as the laser pointers go right the fuck over them and make it look like it's part of his like grand 
emotional torment. He's like, oh, son. Close no. eyes, clever. Ah, uh, t- tell me it's not true. This but I'm the guy, one who's Jesus. always loved you. Something your mother didn't even do, that sleazy whore. Yeah, he thinks he thinks disparaging the the mother of a big monster man is a good idea as if as if such creatures do not have a, a almost 100% across the board history of deep-seated mommy issues. Yeah, Kane uh, looks like he's about to attack Paul, but Kane, Taker steps in between them. Yes. On this. Look me in the eye, son. Look me in the eye. Uh Paul is like he's never lied to Kane. Wants him to remember that. And he asks for one last thing for daddy. Destroy him! I don't know why Paul Bearer thinks that this is going to work this way. Like Paul Bearer's master plan. Grovel at the feet of the most powerful motherfuckers in this entire company. Insult one one of their mothers. And present no compelling evidence for why Kane should beat up the Undertaker, but hope he does it anyway. And then command, and then command Kane to beat up the Undertaker. And Brilliant strategy. Kane's only response is to turn around, and Undertaker just goes and beats the fuck out of Paul Bearer. That was actually kind of a cool visual. That was actually kind of cool. Um, so Taker beats up on Paul. Uh, out comes Mankind for the save, but whoops a doodle. He Taker just also beats up on mankind, and then and so does Kane. Kane turns around and helps beat up mankind. It's really funny because on commentary they're like, "Why, why isn't mankind fighting back right now?" Right, as, he's as, as if he's not line. like, as if he hasn't been sh- like shoved down into the corner, being stomped on by the two biggest boys in this entire and also, company. Like Kane, mankind has refused to lay a hand on Kane the entire storyline. It's so so JR already knows. Okay, whatever. And then um, I wrote Kane and Undertaker hit the Meltzer driver on mankind, those fucking spot monkeys. I, I know. I was like, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so because so for people who the don't know what the fuck elite, that is, the 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 elite. The elite. But for people who anyway. don't know what the Meltzer driver is, it's a move the Young Bucks do. Basically, Kane gets Undertaker, or is it Undertaker? Does Undertaker do the pile driver, or does Kane do the pile driver? I Undertaker does the pile driver. Okay, Undertaker um, does the pile driver, and Kane jumps from the top rope and like gra- hits down on mankind as Undertaker hits the pile driver. Yeah, or it's a, it's a spike tombstone, is what they call yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is uh, which is a great name, and I I have to say I love the Bucks. I think the Meltzer driver consistently looks like shit, and that Brothers of Destruction pulled it off way better. I mean, it does. It's it's a it, they struggled to time it out right before. It's nice now that they finish with the BTE trigger instead. Yes, I I much prefer the BTE trigger. Anyway, um, Vince at this point pipes back in. He's like, "There's only one man left standing between you and the WWF Championship." And that man is quaking in his boots. And then Stone Cold's like, how fucking yeah. dare you say that? Yeah, yeah. V- Vince, of course, takes this moment to get on mic and give a Stone Cold totally isn't going to make an entrance during this promo promo. And sure enough, Stone Cold makes an entrance during the promo. What then? But then, whoa, there's a wall of fire okay. on the okay. ramp. Okay, okay. 
they, this didn't, the way he reacted to it and the way it went off made this wall of fire look like it was not totally planned. Like, he seemed legitimately surprised by it, and it also seemed like an accidental death, uh, like detonation. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I just think they, I just think he over, I think he's supposed to be like, what the fuck was this? And then like, think it's dangerous but also it is a thin line of fire in the dead center of the ramp he could have walked around you can just walk around it but no i guess i guess stone cold is deeply afraid of fire so he's like he's like tiptoeing on the ramp and he's like is this thing gonna go off again um i god damn that was a lot of fire right there um so he's 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 properly spooked a little bit i guess but then um, he he has the mic, so he's at least going to cut his promo from the ramp. Now, I knew all along that you two were together, and you two were having a little family reunion, and I nearly choked up about it because I was so happy for you. Yeah, Austin says he's really happy the Taker and Kane got a lot out of family <laughs> therapy. Me too. You son, of, you son of a bitch. You damn near set me on fire up here, and I don't appreciate that none. But Austin says it will take a hell of an effort to beat one of you, but against both you big bastards, I know I ain't got much of a chance. Austin says they better grow. You better grow eyes in the back of your heads because Stone Cold is gonna take out somebody tonight. So, so just to reiterate, he knows that now that the Brothers of Destruction have linked together, he will have a much more difficult time facing down either of them. So his game plan tonight is to just fucking kill one of them. He's just easy game just assassinate. Yeah, Stone Cold says at SummerSlam when he gets his hands on Tay Undertaker, he's gonna burn his ass, and that's the bottom line. Cause Stone, Stone Cold, Cold said so. Also, I just real I, I I noticed during this promo is Stone Cold's belt backed with rattlesnake skin. Probably. Okay, I I I noticed that, and I was like, huh. Um, neat little detail there. Um, oh no, this note didn't age well. So after this segment, my net, my direct next note, oh no, is China versus Rock tonight based? Oh no, what a, what an innocent fool. What what an idiot you were. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what era thought you thought you were in. Um, Okay. My next note is I hope these brawl for all beatings were worth $75,000. Bro, the, fucking the bro. grand prize for this fucking shit is 75 grand and the runner up prize is 25, 25. grand. Look man, I I not not the worst payday, you know. Um but like fucking what what's really funny to me is they 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 have like the stats sheet up for the two guys. I can't remember if they did this last time. They probably did. If so, I I need to reiterate. They list one of Bradshaw's fighting background his his two like physical achievement backgrounds that aren't wrestling are football and barroom brawling. They actually put that in there. Russo was so fucking mad. He was so mad. He's like, I'm gonna bury. He's like, I'm gonna bury this son of a bitch. What? what JBL, what you bald son of a bitch! You bald son of a bitch! I'm gonna, I'm gonna bury you 
by saying that your fighting background is in ballroom brawling. Like, he's so mad that JBL got this yeah. far. It's so, so funny. So, we cut to Mankind being loaded into an ambulance. Whoa, but oh, then- oh, oh. Yeah, you mean the fact that he was not... Oh, okay, no, no, I have, I have, a, I have a few things before. before oh, okay, continue. Um, okay, so, um, JR once again states that he is very confused how why there could possibly be in a, a hell in the cell cell hanging overhead. Gee, I fucking wonder why. Uh, maybe Vince McMahon is the only one who knows why. I highly doubt that. I think he just put it there for fun. Ken Shamrock is here. Paul Bearer is still at ringside for some reason. Uh, Shamrock, Ken Shamrock accosts the announce desk on his way down because he is a rabid dog of a human being. Um, nice. All right. Yes. Now we have seen that mankind is apparently being loaded onto a stretcher due to that devastating spike pile driver tombstone without even getting strapped into the stretcher. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And anyway, I was shocked that Severn versus Shamrock is happening. Because it was my understanding that they didn't run the match in the WWF. Um, I mean, it's a pretty, well, it's not a big match on a big stage for what was otherwise like one of UFC's earliest rivalries. But you yeah. know, it happened in oh the WWF. Yeah. Oh, it oh it happened. Okay, so to to give them to give the audience context, uh, Severn. Um, they, they, they showed a replay of the triple threat match from last week between Dan, Dan Severn, Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart. Uh, and like they put a fucking like spotlight on the replay to show Severn doing Jack fucking squat. Like it's, it's one of those things where like they, they make the rest of the screen go dark and they put a spotlight like on the thing they want you to focus on. And it's just Dan Severn in plain view just standing there doing nothing that beautiful why why did you feel the need to do that okay um so (sighs) my notes tonight kept coming to bite me in the ass because the very next thing i wrote was huh severn versus shamrock early on with some actually compelling in-ring chemistry uh not surprised they did have an entire ass ufc rivalry I think they know their way around uh, combat sports with each other. So I was actually kind and I of mean, getting into it. Match, I was like, I okay. was also, early match, I also was getting into it. It was a lot of like grounded re- wrestling, actual like, wrestling. And like technical shit too. Like, okay. But, but, still, but it, it wasn't but still, slow, it wasn't boring. And it had a good yeah, it was, and it, it still had like wrestling stuff to it. Like there was at one point where Ken Shamrock was going for a takedown and Severn counter with a straight up powerball. Yes. Um, uh, on commentary, we get such uh, such gems as um, finding out that next week, uh, Saturday, or Sunday Night Heat will be live from Madison Square Garden, and they will be hoping to show a close-up of the Lion's Den pit that will be featured during SummerSlam. Ah, yes, I wonder what the fuck a, what the fuck a pit is going to look like. I'm so intrigued. I need to tune in so I can get a sneak preview of this checks notes pit. Um, and also no love lost, uh, between Severn and Shamrock. Take a shot, uh, take a shot. Every time commentary says there's no love lost. Yeah. I mean, Um, so this match is this hard hitting wrestling and grappling and it's great. And then, yeah, well, hard. 
In comes uh, Owen Hart. For the goofiest run-in I've seen in a hot minute. Yeah. So, basically, Severn tackles Shamrock into the ropes, and then Owen comes out. And so, the ref goes, Severn goes to yell at the ref and distract him. And Owen runs in, and he is just rolling around on the ground with Shamrock until the ref turns around and and just oh throws out God. the man. It's the yeah okay. So that's the stupidest run in ever. Uh, Owen Hart is a dumbass who gets himself caught in the sloppiest way possible. And this match that I was actually getting into just thrown out in like three how minutes. Many, how many fucking pins were there actually on this episode? Oh. We'll get there. I have a counter going. So, for those of you playing at home, this is one, one disqualification ending to a match tonight. Ah, ah, ah. Now, we will be, if if you're trying to take guesses at home, we will be fair and say there were six regular matches on the show. There were six regular matches and then the brawl. Yeah, so if you're trying to guess how many fuck finishes there were, keep that in mind. How many how many times a match did not have an actual result because it ended in a DQ? Stay tuned, folks. This is gonna get great. This is gonna get fun up in here. Okay, so my next note is just no, and I can't remember why. Well, Mike, I'll you t- have okay. any idea. I have the beat by beat for how what happened post match is Owen gets Ken Shamrock in a sleeper hold and just holds it while Severn is just like cheering him on. I guess he's just standing. Oh, he's there. so into it. He's like, like yeah, oh, great, yeah. And then Blackman runs in and pump kicks Severn in the face, and then runs Owen off. And then Black Steve Blackman is trying to stop shamrock from chasing after these two yeah yeah Ra- then, rabid dog man number two steve blackman shows up to ward off severn and owen and the two rabid and that and then the two rabid dog men find themselves in the ring with each other and of course Ken attack shamrock, each other yeah ken shamrock suplexes steve blackman for stopping him and then steve blackman gets a suplex of his own before the refs come to break things up yeah yeah the refs come to break things up they get blackman out of there rabid dogman number one rabid dogman's all over what the a, ring and then and then and then and then goes to ringside to slam sad. his head on the ring stack in the that. most non-concussion inducing way possible what a sad ending to a month-long friendship on television. Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman. You can't tr- You can't put the two rabid dogmen together for too long, Austin, or else they're going to start rabid dogmanning all over each other, okay? Uh, it's just how it happens. That's basic science. Come on that's now. That's sad to hear. You hate uh, to see it. We then cut um, to the back with bodies on the ground! Yeah, mankind demonstrates to the EMTs just how bad their SOP was in loading him onto that stretcher and into that ambulance. But by the fact that they, the, the fact that they were lazy fucks who didn't strap him down made, made for an easy escape uh, where he then beat up the EMTs, I guess, off screen um, as he wanders off the stretcher as uh, stretcher bodies of EMTs stro- are strewn about the floor. And we just see fucking mankind goblin man, walking off with the stretcher with the stretcher and then we get to ringside 
Mankind comes out with the stretcher and he rides the gurney down he the rides ring it. ramp and hits the ring apron with the stretcher. It was so fucking good, dude. That's iconic. All right. Yeah, and then, uh, so it was Cahoots all along. Thank you. I hadn't noticed it. Man, mankind gets in the ring and he says, the Vince tried to warn me. And the Vince has offered me a chance in redemption. And redemption lies just above my head. Aha. Uh -huh. We now know the purpose uh, yeah. of, heckle, of heckle in a seckle. Indeed, indeed. Man, mankind says that when he and Kane get locked in hell in a cell, well, I'm going to get my ass kicked, aren't I? <laughs> mankind asks, what kind of idiot? Would step back into the match that nearly cost me, you know, cost him his life. Well, Philadelphia, you're looking at that idiot right now. Yeah, he's our idiot, baby. I mean, it's Philadelphia. They know plenty about hardcore idiots. Yeah, well, he literally says it wouldn't be the first time I've had my ass kicked in Philadelphia. Yeah. Cute. Mankind says he has a plan. It does not involve stepping inside the ring. He's oh walking my God. up to the top of the cage. Yeah, so mankind Mankind's looks at looks at perhaps is reconstructing his entire match with the Undertaker. Yeah, he he looks at the most famous spot of his entire career and says, "Why it's so good? I think I'll have it a second time." And not just the top of the cage stuff. He also says that he has brought seven thousand thumbtacks. And he oh looks, yes, and he will turn Kane into the world's largest pin cushion. <laughs> that was actually a good line. Mick, Mick Foley, unironically, is excellent on mic, and he, mm -hmm. at any time he gets a microphone in his hands, it turns to pure gold. Yeah. It's un unironically great promo. Here. Yeah, I love the end of this promo because he's like, because he says the if things turn for the worse, when's the first time I've got my ass in Philadelphia? But I truly don't give a damn. And Cade, later tonight, I will see you in hell. Have a nice day. <laughs> that was so good i'll see you in hell have a nice day i might need to steal that that's such a, that is such a good line see that's such hell. a good line see you in also, hell. What, have a nice what, day. The, what the fuck is mankind's theme music like why is it like so soothing uh it's probably they probably haven't changed it over from like what the ear like the, it was like like eerie and creepy when he was mankind a weirdo uh, who has a pet rat I and see. hangs out in the boiler room so it's still the same song, I think. Uh, yes. Uh, Sable shows up unannounced, and Jr. says, "What the hell? That's not on the run sheet." Okay. Oh, but for, no, no. First, before that, I have the following two notes. Uh, Vince apparently prepared a video package of the King of the Ring Hell in a Cell match, and then I wrote, "What if we showed all the major spots three times in a row at different angles?" absolutely like every single highlight was like throw can't mankind off the cell then we'll show it again at a different angle and then we'll show it again at a different angle and especially then right before we are ostensibly going to re be recreating this very moment later on tonight with only one competitor different and then they have they show the choke slam through the cell and then they show it again at a different angle and then they show it again at a different angle and then they show the tombstone into the thumbtacks and then they show it again <laughs> like it was i was like what the fuck guys oh my god so yeah so that that was that was great great television um 
so yeah, so Sable, Sable is here unannounced. Everybody's very confused. Sable basically gets on mic and is like, all right, I'm here to introduce my friends. Uh, being accompanied to the ring tonight by the oddities, I give you Kurgan. Other who? member of the oddities. Who? How can you not remember Kurgan of the Truth Commission? Don Callis' best stable. What the fuck? The fuck kind of name is Kurgan? That's the kind of name you give your kid if you just abjectly hate them out of the womb. <laughs> if you hate them in utero. Ah, uh, yes. My boy, Kurgan. <laughs> but this is my... I can't legally disown him until he's like 18, so this is the closest I can get, is naming him Kurgan. This, this is the first time I th- we've gotten like a real full look at the oddities on this podcast last episode they had like run-ins and shit yeah but this time this is just a regular entrance we got luna in a bright blue dress luna vashan we got hawaii we got fucking the other dude wearing a hawaiian shirt we Absolutely. got we got fucking earthquake in a in a gimp mask with yes, with an Eric Cartman doll and a Cartman shirt, and their dancing is just like the kind of one-two step you'd expect that anyone could. It's amazing. Yes, and Kurgan, who looks like he's dressed up to go to the Renaissance Fair, and I unironically dig it. Um, and then Mark um, Marrow came out, and I said, uh, "Mark Marrow about to job to Kurgan." LOL. <laughs> LOL. LMAO. Even. Um, and then Jacqueline's not there, and I was interested in that. But then Mark Marrow gets on the mic, and I and he goes, "As you can see, I'm all by myself." And Kurgan, if you've got any guts, you'll fight me one on one and get all of these freaks out of here. And the best part is Jim Ross jumped in and says, "It's okay, King. You can stay." <laughs> that was good. Um, which. He kind of does, but then the oddities just kind of stay at ringside. Like, like they look like they're going to leave, and they just kind of stick around. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, so, this match, for what little of it there is, is Mark Marrow trying to hit Kurgan, but he's a big, strong boy. Yes. But but he likes dancing. Uh, so, uh, I, I, I was here for Mark Marrow's shit being no-sold. That was really funny. But yeah, Mark Marrow has no idea what the fuck to make of Kurgan. Kurgan goes to town on him, or at least begins to, because partway through, uh, maybe in, a minute in, in runs Jacqueline in a Rastafi hat. Rastafi I am hat. so happy that that was Jacqueline and not a white person. I knew immediately it was Jacqueline. Who else would it be? <laughs> I figured, but I didn't want to can never Austin David, David Austin, you current, can never be sure. David, there are currently three women in the women's division. Two of them are in the oddities. Only there was one, only one person it could have been. Only one woman exists. No, you know, fair enough. Um and somehow she so Jacqueline runs in in disguise for some reason. And then pretending to be a be Jamaican and then she's beating a shit out of Sable. This distracts Kurgan. Mark Marrow punches him in the dick, except the ref sees this and so gets a disqualification. 
So for those playing at home, that is now two, two disqualification endings of the night. Ah, 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 no, out of two matches. Hey, man, Mark Marrow just cares about neck health. And he, Kurgan doesn't care about neck health. So no. Mark Marrow did the only thing he know he could do, which is punch him in the wiener. And he was going to hit him with a pile driver, but then they threw out the match. But we, Austin has become a big advocate of, of men's neck health. I, listen, as an AEW fan, the kingdom has quickly become one of my favorite tag teams for saying they support neck health and anyone who doesn't is getting punched in the dick <laughs> and then getting hit with a pile driver. <laughs> oh my god. So Austin is a big neck health awareness guy now. I um, am. I I'm I'm very so so you know, he's here to advocate for all of you neck neck health sufferers. Yeah. Um Unlike actually, Adam Cole, I support Nick. Unlike unlike that bastard Adam Cole. Um X Pac backstage. Because the, the segment just ends. Of course it does. Yeah, no I mean X Pac, he's he, he's getting the camera guys. He to has the him very smart idea. A harmless rib. Remember that. He said it's a harmless rib. And then he gets to this locker room and he's like, zoom in on the boots. I'm, I'm Martin Scorsese doing camera. The director here. Uh, so X-Pac went to the locker room and pisses in Jeff Jarrett's boots. That's what this he did. A, he assumes it's, this is a good idea. I don't know why. And then we cut to our next match. Southern Justice is in the ring. And even worse, Hawk is on commentary. He's drunk, and he said he's here to help with some color dysentery. I thought I thought it was Shawn Michaels at first. It sounded a lot like. Oh, we'll get to Shawn. Oh, oh, we'll get to. Sh oh my God. Okay. And oh Hawk yes, he's like trying to shoot the shit with some old road stories with Jerry Lawler. Except, except he's like, it's in the middle of them doing an ad read, and Jr. and Lawler are just both pissed off. That he's there. They're both like, stop it. Get help. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the match, the match is happening. It's New Age Outlaws versus Southern Justice. And Jeff Jarrett comes down to the ring in with Southern Justice. He's in coming his out spot. without he comes out without shoes on. Yep. And the, he he's like trying to talk. Jeff Jarrett. He picks up a mic, yells into it, and it's just not on. <laughs> he steals Hawk's microphone and demands that X Pot get out of here. And then at some point he's, and then at some, the camera guy keeps panning down to Jarrett without the shoes on. For some reason. Well, and then Jeff Jarrett goes, don't shoot my feet again. Jeff Jarrett is anti-feet stuff. Confirmed. Yeah. Je Jeff Jarrett is very self-conscious about people seeing his socks. Uh, maybe maybe he, was wrote, already, he was already hip to the jive on wiki feet getting started. My, next, my next two notes are this match is started or whatever. Who cares? And yeah. this match is so important. We keep cutting to Jeff Jarrett standing around and doing nothing. And being angry. The camera guy keeps filming his socks. Um, maybe the camera I, I, guy is in defeat. We should man. be respectful of that. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I hate you. Um, in the ring, we do actually do have a pretty good sequence going on. Billy Gunn pulls off an actually like insanely strong-looking pile driver on one of the members of of the new a of the of Southern Justice. 
don't know, don't know which one. Can't tell them apart. Don't care. Um, but yeah. he he like actually like I can't even remember what makes it so strong. But like he gets like some kind of leverage that looks like it took like a lot of strength to get. Like it was not he wasn't grabbing this guy from an easy position, but he he maneuvers it brilliantly. But he's not the legal man. And Jesse uh, Road Dog Jesse James covers him for the win. Yeah, and... okay, so the important, okay, so the thing is, is it like, Southern Justice, I think it's Mark Canterbury, I think is what they say on commentary, runs over to Jarrett to be like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? And Billy, and while they're distracted, Billy Gunn, the non-legal man, hits the pile driver, and then, then Road Dog pins the other pig farmer for the win. Yes. So, there we go, and Jeff Jarrett openly doesn't give a shit about that. He's like, forget about the match. I want X-Pac. Like, okay. And then Jeff Jarrett and and Southern Justice kink shame that cameraman as they grab him and just start shaving his head. Yeah, what the fuck? What is happening? Well, it's because Jeff Jarrett and X-Pac are in a hair versus hair match on Sunday. Yeah, I know, but why why are we getting a cameraman involved? I did did write this is going uncomfortably long. It was, I didn't like it. Um, all right. It's time for heck. It's time for our main event, except it's not. Except it's not. Yeah, I really need to emphasize Mankind versus Kane in Hell in a Cell, which is an insane match to do. And it is not the main event of this episode of Raw. And oh boy. Okay. We'll get to the punchline. Um, right. Okay, so people talk about how WWE should respect Hell in a Cell and not make it like a cheap gimmick. And I think, and it definitely when it became a regular pay-per-view, I see that perspective. But people also forget these early years, like the first year of Hell in a Cell was also a cheap gimmick. Like, they're out here throwing shit-ass Hell in a Cell matches on Raw just to pop ratings and advance storylines. Like, it's yeah. not a big deal. Like, it's like yes, the first two Hell in a Cell matches, uh, Sean and Taker and then Taker and Mankind, huge fucking deals. But then also in the middle here, you get these, like, in the middle of fucking Raw. They just have a Hell in a Cell match that goes, like, five minutes. <laughs> like... Yup. That also yep. happened at this point in time. Yeah, it's not great. Um, okay, so Kane enters first. He takes forever to, to get to the ring. He gets that from his big brother. Uh, the war zone begins. It's the second hour of the show. Jesus Christ, we're already an hour into the show. What the fuck? Um, Alright, the laser pointers are everywhere. I am begging you to stop. Um, uh, Mankind then makes his own entrance. Um, and Mankind... Hey, he does what he promised he was gonna do. Mankind immediately starts trying to climb the cage. And the rest are trying to stop him, and so Mankind just beats the shit out of all of them. Yeah. (laughs) Which is really funny. Um, uh, JR, uh, JR says on commentary, uh, remember that Stone Cold Steve Austin is a man... No, uh, 
that that said, he uh, he will get his hands on some one of these men. Oh, okay, I I see. It, Jr. just like paused, but midway through that sentence, so he's like, "Remember that Stone Cold Steve Austin is a man." Okay. Yep. Great. Um, Thanks, Jr. Yep, thank you. Good point. Uh, yeah. Um. So mankind tries to chuck a chair up oh, to the top of the bad. cage. This made me feel fail, bad. Fail fails at it twice, and the second time the chair like falls back down and shoot hits Lawler in the fucking head. Um, he's like, Nick. I was like, "Well, we're not doing that again." Yeah, Mankind, he just says "fuck it" and starts climbing the Mankind cage. Mankind starts climbing, and then, oh my God, Undertaker is following him. Yes, and then Taker kicks Mankind off he, the cell wall, and oh he, my God, Mankind went through the announce table again. Bro, 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 this shit was so fucking funny though, because like, so, so Mankind starts climbing the cage. Taker starts climbing the cage after him, grabs Mankind, throws him off. He goes through the announce table. But I noticed this time, as he goes through the announce table, we see just barely in the corner, Jerry Lawler laying complete, or not Jerry Lawler, Jim Ross laying completely prone while begin, while while on commentary screaming, It's happened again! Mankind's body went splat on the concrete! My, it's- my man is dedicated to his credit. Like, you can see Lawler, like, or not, I keep saying Lawler, you can see fucking JR, like, on his back, head completely up, and he's still, like, barking into his mic. <laughs> what a king. They um, are. And uh, Law- Law- Lawler goes, let's get out of here, JR! And and JR, still laying utterly prone, goes, I wish we could! <laughs> We're trapped, King. We're, this is we're we're in purgatory right now, King. This is our eternal punishment. We can't leave. It's fucking Statler and Waldorf. They realize they're glued to the seats, literally. Yeah. Um, uh, so Kane this match, the, I, I, it's worth pointing out. This match still has not officially started. No, and Kane stalks over, grabs mankind. He's just beating him all around the outside of the ring. Throws him into the cell wall. And then I wrote, but why? Why does Mr. McMahon want Kane and Mankind to destroy each other? And I wrote, Lawler does not have a satisfactory answer to this question. Like, JR tries to yes. get heel justifications, and Lawler sucks total ass at explaining I mean, Law- the why. Law- I, well, because what Lawler says is, there are puppets and there are people who pull the strings. Mr. McMahon gets off on pulling people's strings, which... On one hand, heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made a great point. On the other hand, I don't think that answers JR's question, like, at all. It always feels well, like tautology. Yeah, it's... Well, you see, Vince McMahon is chaotic neutral. It's Why is Mr. McMahon being a bastard man? Ah, well, because Mr. McMahon is a bastard man. The, obviously. So, thank uh, you. Kane does get mankind in the ring, and the refs lock the door so the match yes. can get started. Finally, the, the 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 refs collectively breathe a sigh of fucking relief. And then Kane just keeps beating up mankind. Uh, he gets the steel steps, beats mankind with the steel steps. Kane does a dive over the top rope to mankind, and like the Hell in a Cell has a very thin floor between yeah. the ring and the cell. Like, you're not supposed to be out there. There's not a lot of room. And Kane not just really, no. dives head-ass into that. Yeah, he's insane. Again, uh, I really need to emphasize, 
Kane versus Mankind is a legitimately insane matchup to do inside Hell in a Cell. And what do they do with it? The 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 opening of fucking Warzone, the second half of Raw, and and it's and and it's just meant to be kind of a recreation of Hell in a Cell with Mankind and Undertaker. Yeah, they're trying and to then, and me. then and then a bullshit and then a fucking bullshit ass uh 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 shenanigans fest. Yeah, okay. This is funny though. Is okay. So after Kane does the duck. And he gets back in the ring to go pick up this, the ring steps. Mankind rolls under the ring. Kane apparently doesn't know that. So he just chucks the steps at where Mankind was. Which and like, he's like, what? Which like, I... That, that, like, doing that will just murder a man. Kane was just trying to fucking kill Mankind here. And Mankind luckily was not there. Um... Mankind sneaks into the ring with a steel chair. Uh, and, the out, thumbtacks. and the thumbtacks. And the thumbtacks. Gets out the thumbtacks. Kane, <laughs> Kane uh, hits Mankind onto the thumbtacks a little bit. But Mankind gets up, hits Kane with his submission move, the mandible claw. Kind of. But then, like, it disengages He's it. Trying. Rebounds off the ropes. Strike, strikes Mankind. Nothing. Kicks to Mankind. Insane sit-out pile driver suplex uh, on Kane into the thumbtacks. Yeah, mankind thumb pile drivers, mankind into the thumbtacks. Uh, excuse me, Kane, po- main, mankind, mankind pile drives Kane into and the it's like, thumbtacks. And it's like a sit. It's like a sit-out pile driver. I mean, suplex. that's how that's how pile drivers normally are. Like that that general like fall back and land on your ass. Is nor is how normal pile drivers are only under. Also, wasn't there like a suplexy element to it? Like he starts like taking mankind like over his fucking. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. No, uh, mankind does. Kane does survive this naturally. Okay, but he has a he has a bedazzled ass ass afterward. Yeah, Kane, um, which is great. Kane hits the tombstone pile driver on mankind. Kane looks at Taker. And Taker does the throat slice. And once again, I'm legitimately getting into this match. I'm like, all right, after we did the stupid ass re- yeah. recreating Nick Foley's most he- famous trauma. And almost gives Jerry Lawler a concussion. Kane grabs the chair, hits mankind with a couple of completely unprotected chair shots, just straight up concussions here. Damn it! How vile! How evil! How demonic! You from Jr. Yes. And then Kane goes for the tombstone pile driver to also also fucking the chair. I have to say, I have to say, uh, they do call mankind Mick Foley once or twice, which I think, like at this era, Mick Foley is the only guy who gets called his shoot name on TV. Yeah, they've kind of they've they've kind of worked at this point. They have. They're more open to the idea of like Mick Foley has multiple personality disorder, and yes. all of these characters, Mankind, Cactus Jack, and Dude Love, are facets of Mick Foley as a okay, yes, as opposed so, to three separate people. Which for some reason they right. tried to pass that off in the past. Um, anyway, man, he's almost got Mankind. He's gonna kill him on this pile driver to the chair, and then Austin runs in from under the ring somehow. I don't know when he got there. And then the match is thrown out. 
To be clear, a Hell in a Cell match gets thrown out for interference. First of all, that shouldn't be possible. They're locked inside a goddamn cage. Second of all, Hell in a Cell is by its definition a no disqualifications match. How does it end in a fucking disqualification? Ah! So, you know, it's the sad thing is it's not even going to be the last time they do that. Yeah? Yeah, so in 2018, they had... Uh, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman in Hell in a Cell. And that match ended with Brock Lesnar running in and kicking both of their asses. Okay. It's fine. Everyone forgets that Hell in a Cell because next year's Hell in a Cell was Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. And everyone forgot oh, about no. Roman and Braun. To talk about that stinker instead. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. So where, where the ref ended ended it because big hammer good okay but small hammer bad. What the fuck? Do you know what happened to no. Rollins and the Fiend? No. Yeah, the Rollins and the Fiend they had the match structure was basically Seth Rollins using increasingly ridiculous amounts of weapons to try to kill the Fiend, and eventually he hits the Fiend with like a chair on the fiend's head and then he uses a sledgehammer to hit the chair into the end of the fiend and the ref throw ends the match on ref stoppage what the hell and i may and the it joke i just hell. made is because earlier in the match the fiend pulled out like a harley quinn sized hammer <laughs> Huh, and that I was see. all fine. Big, Big hammer, okay. <laughs> Small hammer, bad. Yeah, it's the first thing they teach you at referee school, okay? Hammer law. Yeah, no, absolutely crazy shit. But yeah, I couldn't believe this. I thought there was only one time they had ever... If I had a nickel for every time that a Hell in a Cell match oh ended in a no contest, I would have two nickels which it, isn't a lot but it's fucking weird that it happened twice it's weird that it happened at all it literally should not happen the fact that it happened twice is like insane oh my god i hate it um so again for those keeping track at home this is our fourth match of the night and our third third disqualification finish out of four matches ah 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 all right, so Austin is beating Kane's ass, and Taker is like, I got trying to get in the cell. Kane starts, Taker starts climbing the cage to find a hole in the cell. Kane grabs the, Austin grabs the chair, he's like, get, Yeah, come on down, I got you right here. Yeah. And then he stun, he gives a stunner to Kane. The, while the Taker's trying to break stunner in. I think I've ever seen, by the by. For some reason, Stone Cold Steve Austin seems incapable of hitting a Stone Cold stunner on Kane for some reason. All right. Kane Taker like finally like gets a foot in the cage through the cage wall and then the cage is raised and they cut to Mr. McMahon raising the cage. Oh my god. Oh my god. Austin hits a second insanely sloppy stunner. 
to uh to Kane. Uh, and then Taker's just kind of chilling on top of the cage. He's like, I don't fucking know what to do. Um, Austin goes to um, uh, grab the stretcher for some reason, the one that Mick Foley rode down to the ring. Yeah, and we then... cut to, we cut to commercial, whereupon the cage has been lowered once more. Taker is in the ring again with Kane, and Austin is nowhere to be found. Uh, Austin. I've given you far too much respect because what you just did is come out here in front of millions of people and prove that you are nothing more than a coward. You jumped Kane uh, from behind with no provocation. You need to understand this. When you jumped him, you sealed your fate. And before this night ends, you will come face to face with your destiny. This has nothing to do with SummerSlam. This is personal. Yeah, take her out here simping for his brother. Um, and then it, he uh he uh he he declares that uh that yes, this is now a grudge match of sorts, so I guess that's happening. Cool. They clear um, everyone out and out comes China. We get okay. First I want to say we get we get uh the highway to hell poster. Um uh, shown on our screens for the match between uh, uh, Taker and and uh, uh, Austin and Austin and, and the way it's set up is like there's the middle gra- the the middle of the graphic is like the highway to hell it's you know a road that has fire all around it and then they do the thing where like Austin and uh, Taker's faces are on the edges of the um of the flyer of the poster graphic. And we only see like half of their faces. And I have to say stone cold's face looks like he just smelled something real nasty. Uh, like he's, he's like stone cold's like who farted in here, son. Yeah. All right. We ready to do this. Uh, no, I don't wanna. China's out here. China's mad about be she had to she was asked to stay in the back last week during the also also like we see like poor beleaguered stage well while China's in the ring cutting a promo we see like poor beleaguered stagehands like poking a broom into the ring to sweep up thumbtacks Mm -hmm. we gotta get that out of there you know yeah so the rock comes out with a mic and then out comes the nation of domination. Mark Henry has a ladder with him. Okay. Um, he's, he's, cause the rocks in a ladder match next on Sunday, you know, we gotta yeah. keep that up. So the nation set up the ladder in the corner for the rock to go like halfway up the ladder. Um, when you're only halfway up, you're neither up or down anyway. So, so the rock, he's like China. She, she says, he says, if China, she wants to be a big shot, call out the rock. Well, here's the people's champ. And the rock is convinced this is all a setup for DX to jump the nation. And that's not going to happen because the rock is always one step ahead of the rest. And the rock tells her, to take a look at the big, pretty screen because they've locked they've blocked DX up in their locker room with a forklift. Yes. Um and uh he 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 illustrates the fact that he's always one step ahead and above everybody else by literally stepping on the first rung of the ladder. Uh hey. the, 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 
Dwayne has never been a subtle man. Um, the Rock says he'll make this short and sweet. The Rock guarantees he's going to go into SummerSlam, climb the people's ladder, rung okay. by damn rung, snatch yes. the people's title, and show the millions and millions why The Rock is the people's champ, the people's choice, and the best damn intercontinental champion of all time. Sure, sure, I guess. All fine. Um, all and fine, then. and then. The Rock, he, he thinks that perhaps China is a frustrated woman. You know, she gets very tense around The Rock. And well, he's, got, he's come to one conclusion. She's gotta get some. And this is when Jerry pipes in. She's not an intern! Thank you. Yeah, she's not an intern. Let's show. Uh, I think I thought that was Jr. Um, no, Jerry, Jerry Lawler said she's not an intern. Uh, she's not an intern. Let's show. Let's show a little respect here, Rock. I swear to God. I swear to God. Jr. said, "Let's show a little respect." Here, I would Rock. believe. And, I would believe that Jerry said that Jr. And I thought. I, I thought he also said the intern part. I was no, like, what no. the fuck are you trying to say? Okay. No, Lawler said the intern part. Okay. And um, if she's lucky at one or two in the morning, The Rock is going to give it to her. Uh, and at this point, China lunges at the ladder. The nation grabs her and puts and brings her on her knees. You know, China, you look good on your knees. It's almost like it's a natural position. Rock says the only time women need to open their mouths is when they're on their knees to suck his cock. He so wants to rock, have his cock. The rock sucked. is like wrapping her chin. And in China, it's been a long time coming. The rock wants you to go ahead and look at him. Look at him with those hungry eyes. Pucker up, baby. The, the, the sidebar sidebar the title the subtitles think rock had just said pop a rap when he said pucker up Amazing. subtitles always on point You're doing Good great job, peacock pucker up baby shut your eyes and enjoy the magic of man rock. this shit was like actually kind of horrifying like this was this was straight up sexual assault imagery I didn't like it. No. Get it off my screen, and please. And it really finds a way to be even worse as The Rock is about to kiss her. Then again, there ain't no way. And The Rock means no way The Rock would ever kiss a piece of trash like you. And honestly, you could almost have saved it right if you stopped it right here. Yeah, well, because even if you played into the idea that we're about to do some sexual assault, the the Rock didn't do it, so it it could have just been they beat down China. It could have just been they beat down China right here. Mm -hmm. However, what? Mark Henry, the Rock tells Mark Henry to kiss China, and Mark Henry is way way too into this yeah yeah so like the implication here is that rock is too good to, pe to kiss a piece of trash like china but mark henry isn't and mark henry agrees 
Mark Henry's like, well, yes, I am a piece of shit, Rock. Thank you. Sexual chocolate is like, I'm about to fuck this woman right here. Sexual chocolate, don't discriminate, I guess. But don't worry. Um, Defender of women, Shawn Michaels is here. Yeah. Thank God Shawn Michaels is here to make the save. Now, if I had a nickel... For every time Shawn Michaels made a sudden, unexpected save during his storyline involving members of Degeneration X and sexual assault, I would have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it sure fucking sucks that it had to happen twice, right? Um, so, Shawn runs down with a chair, cleans house, he tosses the Intercontinental title belt to The Rock, then he hands the chair over to China. Who looks herself. legitimately fucking traumatized about what just happened to her. Yeah. I don't blame her. And then somehow this segment ends with Sean going over to the announce table and doing his shitty little <laughs> heartbreak kid dance on the Naturally. announce table. <laughs> Naturally. Good God, man. That was maybe one of the worst segments we've ever had to watch for the, like that might be like, Aside from Katie Vick, this is the only time we've had to watch, like, actual sexual assault imagery on this, mm -hmm. and it was terrible, and this one was involving a real person, right? Just like a blow-up doll. As funny as it is to watch Triple H, it, it's horrifying, but also hilarious, watching yes. Triple H fuck a mannequin. <laughs> yes, like in an active funeral home. Right, that's in many ways hilarious in how bad and stupid it is. Yes. This was this, just straight up like we were going to sexually assault China right yes. here, right now. Oh, great. Yeah, so that was the worst thing ever. Um, uh, and and then, uh, D-Generation X is rightly pissed about this. Yeah, the X got out and now they're like hunting for the nation in the parking lot. Base. Uh, then oh no sean is staying for commentary <laughs> oh, oh god and all all the more all the better as who speaking of respect speaking of respectful to women hello ladies it's fine i wrote uh oh god this isn't over i thought this was over of course it's never over. Nothing in the Attitude Era is ever because over. Because the match Austin. is Val Venus versus Taka Michinoku. Now, okay, Jim Ross is uh, asked Sean why he helped right there. And Sean's like, well, you know, you actually need help. You know, I love to help damsels in distress, you know. Okay, uh, cool. Okay. But don't worry, Val Venus time. You know, ladies, you can forget about Pat's cheese steaks. And try the big Valboskis because I, I got more meat than your buns can handle. I feel like telling a Philly woman that they need to lay off the cheesesteaks is like an immediate red flag to anyone with any level of self-respect ever. So uh, you fumbled the ball in that one, buddy, but nice yeah. try. So, like, Val and Taga Michinoku just start going crazy, and it's understandable why in a second. Yeah, Ta Taka Michinoku once again proving that he's an absolute Moon fucking freak of Moon nature. to the apps outside, incredible shit. Uh, big powerbomb by Val Venus, and then whoopsie doodles, 
Here is Triple H with a chair. Val Venus hits the money shot. And then Triple H just runs in with a chair, hits Val Venus, and the match is in no contest. And the match ends in a no contest once more. For those keeping track at home, that is now five matches tonight. This is honestly, this is the funniest one because... Val Venus hit his finisher and then Triple H hit him with the chair. Like, Absolutely. why Why did you not just let him pin him, pin Taka? Because it, I'm, I'm happy they didn't because, A, I don't have to watch Taka Mishinoku get pinned by Val fucking Venus. And also, it makes it even better because this is the fifth match of the night and four... Four DQ finishes. Ah, ah, ah. Holy shit. All right, Rock, the Rock, Triple H gets a mic. Rocky, tonight you cross the line, pal. At SummerSlam, your role is going to be real clear. You are going to be my bitch. Yeah, extremely big. Triple H, historical respecter of woman. Um. Uh, I actually laughed because it took me a second when the ro- your role is going to be real clear. Like, yeah, I like it, that because it was because it was Rock earlier being like, uh, women need to shut up and." Well, no, it's because the Rock is always like, you know, your role and shut your mouth is. His, oh well. Oh like, well. Yeah. Is, is he's, I didn't realize it was role. a catchphrase. I thought he yeah. was just being misogynistic. No, no, his catchphrase. Know your role. Shut your mouth is one of the Rock's catchphrases, and Triple H is like, your role is going to be real clear. Well, that was that's a good line. Thank you for that trip. And then Triple H angrily takes his shirt off as he walks back up the ramp. Yeah, sure, why not? The the as you do when you're when you're angered is just take your shirt off. Finally, um, okay. someone save us, Gangrel, save us. Gangrel, yes. Uh, X Pac versus Gangrel. Bum, I bum, wrote, please bum, be a bum, real match. Bump, um, bump, bump, bump. Please be uh, a real match. Spoiler alert, it was not. Okay, um, so uh, some commentary notes from before the match. Uh, Jerry Lawler goes, whatever that is in that goblet, you you know what it they is. They still Jerry. won't say it's blood. But it's, then, this is just like JR being very confused about what the purpose of the cage hanging above their heads was for. Well, gee. Yeah, but then Jerry turns to Sean and he goes, hey, remember the Lost Boys, Sean? I laughed. What? That. The Lost Boys, a big vampire movie from the 80s. Oh my god. Lawler, Lawler thinks he's being subversive right now. I laughed at that one. Um J- Gangrel jumps uh X-Pac before the bell. X-Pac fights back with a drop kick. Sean goes, that's gonna knock out a fang or two. Oh my god, thank you. Thank you um fucking uh yeah, well I, it's funny too because like so Degeneration X's video package, whenever they enter, it like it flashes between their entrance down the ramp and like their pre-tape video package for their entrance. And Gangrel fucking wallops X-Pac during the intercut opening video. So we're flashing between like the DX entrance <laughs> video and, and, and X-Pac getting his ass kicked by Gangrel. Um uh Epic fucking moment in the match where Gangrel runs the ropes. X-Pac leaps over him and proceeds to fucking like 
roundhouse kick Gangrel. He spinning kicks him. It was fucking sick. It was sick. Jumping spinning kick. It was sick as hell. Edges edges in the crowd. Brooding, some may say. Adam Um, Copeland is in the crowd. Adam Copeland is in the WWF. Um, And Uh, X-Pac Jarrett is here. Before that, though, because I need... I have to say this part. X-Pac gets Gangrel in the corner. And X-Pac does the Bronco Buster. Uh, And as he's doing the Bronco Buster, where you, again, to make sure everyone at home knows, it is X-Pac aggressively humping a man's face. That's the Bronco Buster. And you got Sean jumping going, Yeehaw, Radham Cowboy! Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Sean. And then, yes, Jeff Jarrett is here and Elka Bongs X-Pac for That's Right. In full view of the referee. Oh, my God. Our sixth and final match of the night. And I'm not even doing the voice. Five fucking DQ finishes tonight out of six. This is beyond parody. Vince Russo hates wrestling. This is terrible. This is awful. Everybody in that crowd deserved a fucking rematch. Holy fucking fuck. I can't believe what I just want. What is this? Ah! Well, you're taking the mental breakdown well, I see. <laughs> Why? Triple H and China run down to run off Jarrett. Uh, Jerry Lawler asks Jim Ross what Jeff Jarrett's guitar says. And JR's like, well, now my mother is watching. So don't, I think it says, don't P.O. me off. Sorry, mom. Yeah, and then and then I think either Sean or Jerry's like, well, don't don't make me mad. That's what that you know. That's what it said. That's what it says on the action figure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then after the match, Edge jumps Gangrel because Ooh. because one interference in our final match of the night wasn't enough. We need two. Edge jumps Gangrel after the fucking match. Sure, Brawl then- for All is up next. Fuck me. But before that, we get backstage. Undertaker is rolling a casket. Spooky. Yeah, and then sure. I wrote a. Well, also, we get we we see we see Bradshaw aggressively. So we get a split screen backstage between Bradshaw and Bart Gunn. Bradshaw is like aggressively shadow boxing, and Bart Gunn is sitting on his ass, looking bored out of his fucking mind. Okay, and then we also get a shot of AEW collision commentary. Kevin Kelly and Dr. <laughs> Tom Pritchard. <laughs> uh, he he really... <laughs> Kevin Kelly says, you know, that that, that Yonder Baker uh, <laughs> is really great out there, man. <laughs> Oh my god. Then okay, fine Brad the final match of the show. Bradshaw and Bart Gun, finally the brawl for all final. The, I think the, that the, the Stridex triple action, by the way, is here to sell you oh. extreme skin cleaning pads via the brawl for all. Okay, I think I should read my notes here. I think my notes are probably funnier. Um Wow, um, okay, fuck you. Okay. 
right. I wrote, I wrote, should I take real notes? <laughs> Bradshaw just immediately starts throwing punches. There's a whole lead up. Excuse you. I don't give a um, shit about the lead up. I, I, there's, I, I just need to say something. Okay. Something I never thought I would say. Come on, Bradshaw. Let's fucking go. Bradshaw is here in full bar fight mode, and Bart Gunn is here, unfortunately for Bradshaw, in full fucking Terminator mode. So, yeah, so Bradshaw immediately is just start throwing punches. Bart is lightly blocking them. Uh, Bart Gunn with a big right hand to Bradshaw. Bradshaw barely gets back up from it. The ref asks Bradshaw if he's good to go. Bradshaw says he is. Bart like Gunn Mark Gunn immediately knocks him the fuck out. L O L. Yeah. First of all, I do wonder how many beers Bradshaw had before going on tonight. I guarantee you it was a non-zero number. Um, I so many of these fucking. I don't. I think this is the first brawl for all mats that doesn't go to the last round, and it ends before the first round is even over. It's hilarious Bart it's, it, just fucking knocks uh, him out. That's i it. was rooting so hard for bradshaw to get the upset here bart gun was already the upset so it's an upset over an upset but i was so rooting for bradshaw to get the upset here just despite vince russo but no bart gun just murders bradshaw in like 20 seconds vince russo's dumb fuck reasoning for putting on this whole thing is validated he has learned nothing. Fuck you. I hate everything. Um, Bart Gunn no. is in. Is going to be. Okay. Uh, we get to watch Bart Gunn's corner man take the gloves off. Because honestly, now we got to fill some time. This is, this yeah, is bad. The, they were like, oh shit. Um, JR, JR uh, on commentary. No, I think it was. I think it was Shawn Michaels on commentary. He says, are you going to see this anywhere else? Well, after this week, you're never going to see it here again either. Um, yeah, Jim Ross and Shawn Michaels try to hype up. This is, you know, Bart Gunn. This is, he said he's opened a door for exciting new career opportunities, which L O L. Yeah. No, he has not. Uh, <laughs> As a matter of fact, I am going to prove that. I'm just going to read Bart Gunn's Wikipedia page after the Brawl for All. Okie dokie. Please. Don't worry. It's only two paragraphs. I don't have to go <laughs> that far. Yeah, because fucking JR, I, I bet you anything, JR went backstage and politic buried him. According to his interview in the Dark Side of the Ring episode on Brawl for All, he sat There's home. a Dark Side of the Ring episode on Brawl for All. It's like one of the first two or three episodes. It's not yes! it's, it's season two. It's one of the first episodes of season two. He sat home for months following this after being told by Vince Russo that WWF Creative had nothing for him at the time. Despite this, while still under WWF contract. Gunn would sign with All Japan Pro Wrestling in October 1998, wrestling there for three months up until January 1999. During this time, he also worked in the independent circuit. 
after returning to WWF television in February 1999. The WWF sent him to be trained by Ray Rinaldi, notable for training Mark Marrow, great, for a WrestleMania match against Eric Butterbean Esch. If you don't know who that is, Butterbean was a kind of a celebrity boxer at the time, uh, famous for being, the, he's this big, huge dude. He's, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty hefty, but he also knocked people the fuck out. Uh, he had appeared in wrestling before knocking out Mark Marrow. <laughs> of course. Um, uh, of Gus, course. Gunn would then briefly feud with both Bob Holly and Steve Williams, both angry at having been beaten in the tournament. The latter masking himself and pushing Gunn off of a stage to prevent him from winning the WWF Hardcore Championship from Bob Holly. At WrestleMania 15, Butterbean brutally knocked out Gunn in 35 seconds. Gunn was soon after released by the WWF. Oh my god. Uh, that is incredible. They take That's him amazing. Off. So to sum Vince up Russo, Vince Russo got his dumb fuck spite, petty spite bullshit taken out on Bradshaw via Bart Gunn. And what does Bart Gunn get for it? Jack fucking squat. To resum that up for everybody, after Bart Gunn wins this tournament on August 24th, 1998, he would proceed to not appear on WWF television for the entire rest of the year. In fact, wrestling more often in Japan because they respected that he'd not shoot, knocked out Steve Williams because yeah. Steve Williams was a draw over there oh um, until... In January 99, they had him pop back up to feud with Bob Holly and Steve Williams. And then, and I can't even tell if this is like a punishment or if they were really that arrogant to believe he could compete with Butterbean, an actual professional boxer. But either way, they throw him out there to die at the hands of Butterbean. In fucking credible. Holy fuck. I get, man, I guarantee you JR was the puppet master behind all of this. He wanted revenge. He, JR is going back there hopping mad. He's like, I want, I want that man killed. I want, I want him erased from history. I want him disappeared by the, by the KGB. What, <laughs> whatever we need. Get him the hell out of here. I don't like the cut of his jib. That Jezebel. Yep. So that is the story of Bart Gunn. Oh boy, howdy! Rip in pieces, Bart Gunn's career. I will. Uh, I will. Continue I'm so glad the very last prominent thing he did was the fucking brawl for all. We can only hope he will one day make a cameo in AEW to be Uncle Bar, Uncle Ass. Uncle Ass. That would be really funny. There we go. Uh, again, even though he has. No relation to the guns, as far as I understand it. Yeah. You gotta have Uncle... That would be really funny if, if he showed up as Uncle Ass. I would actually enjoy that. Um, yeah. and, then, and, then, and, then he no and then he knocks out Austin and Colton. Bam, bam. 
bam, bam, knocks him out. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Put me in charge of the fan service, AEW. I got this on lock. He's got ideas. He's cooking. Do you see this man cooking? Do you, do you smell it? Um, I hear you're a big fan of smelling cooking over there in WWF. You know. Uh, oh, I, I smelled. I think I smelled enough of what The Rock was cooking tonight. Oh, I smelled too much of it. All right. Uh, the... I, I think JR says the guys that were in this thing deserve kudos, you know, for stepping up, up to Russo's dumb fuck. I, oh, oh, um, no, it was Shawn Michaels who said that. Shawn Michaels says the guys that were in this thing tonight deserve, or deserve in this tournament deserve kudos, you know, for stepping up to Russo's dumb fuck ideas so we main eventers didn't have to. <laughs> thank uh, you. Thank you for your service. Um, uh, my next note is just what in the fuck is happening? <laughs> Yeah, so first, I mean, first Cole interview, Michael Cole interviews Vince about that ultimatum. And Vince is like, I'll get my answer and I'll get the answer I want. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot to be clear from earlier. When I mentioned the somewhat interesting thing that happened later about Vince being Vince's ultimatum comes from the fact that, you know, Vince tried to have set up Kane to get murdered by the uh, Austin. So Undertaker at the end of the day, would need Vince at SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, I, why, I guess that makes sense. It's kind of like the Hell in a Cell thing. Yeah. That's why Kane. That's why. If, that's why Undertaker raised the cell so that okay. Austin could, could could kill Kane, and Undertaker would have but, no choice. But, but he was Kane already in the. Hell. He was already in the. Whatever. Well, um, uh, Taker was coming down, so that was the idea. He was almost got in. And he's like, well, gotta stop that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so yeah, you know, interesting, you know, conniving for Mr. McMahon. Sure, whatever. Um, But then the 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 choral chanting, the doctors, the doctors from the Brawl for All are trying to like sneak back up the ramp. We see one dude like kind of like hunched over, tiptoeing up the ramp and like sheepishly going backstage. Which yeah. is very funny. And then take and then JR goes, it's symbolic of the druids. Thank you, JR. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we have druids. I repeat, we have druids. <laughs> the druids are bringing a coffin down to the ring. Fill that time. Yeah, we get a whole ass druid entrance and then a whole ass taker entrance. Bill, that what what could we possibly have on this wrestling show to fill time with wrestling nah fam let's have 10 minute of undertaker entry now this really this really highlights why it was a smart idea in earlier brawl for all match or episodes to put the brawl for all matches earlier in the show like in case they let they ended early you could adjust that later this is the last match. It was the last match on the show. All you had left was the promo bit here. So you're just filling time with bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, Undertaker, the laser pointers again. Um, <sighs> Sean Cole mentions coming out of the casket. He says it's the scariest ride he ever had. Uh, yeah, sure, I guess. Um, then Undertaker says at SummerSlam he will take what is rightfully his and he will do it like a man. A zombie wizard man, to be precise. You see, Austin, I'm going to be right there in your face. 
I'm not going to jump you from behind, and you need not worry about my brother because Kane has his own agenda at SummerSlam. That agenda, by the way, will be leaving Mankind to fight two-on-one against the New Age Outlaws and lose the tag belts by himself. Yes. That will be that agenda. That will be that agenda. Highway to Hell, SummerSlam 98. It's going to be you, me, and the World Wrestling Federation title. They love, They have put Highway to Hell in front of every sign they say Highway to Hell. Do they have rights to the song? Did they, they do that? Okay. They did. It would be really can't. funny if they didn't. I mean, you can't listen to it on the network anymore, but ah! you know, they, they did get the rights to that song for that. That is hysterical. But tonight, you decided to make this personal. Don't you understand, boy, that when you jumped on Kane, you jumped on me? Thank God. Hey! Thank God I have never seen The Undertaker feud with a black man and call him boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had that thought, too. But also, yeah, to continue your gag from earlier, uh uh-huh, gay. Um, Yep, you jumped on me. as, As I wrote in my notes, kinky. Um, So what I would like for you to do, Stone Cold Steve Austin, is take a ride on the highway to hell tonight. And Vince Man comes out and he's basically like, fuck that, friend or foe, fuck Austin, answer me. Uh, Taker stares at Vince. Vince gets a smug smile and goes for the handshake like an idiot. Like a dumbass. <laughs> and Undertaker choke slams Vince. JR's goes, they're not friends. Happy birthday. Thank, thank you, JR. Stone, and then, and then Stone, Stone Cold goes comes out of the fucking casket. casket. He, he he goes in the ring, and then Kane, not 20 seconds later, also emerges from the casket. Bro, how did they, they... Kinky. They, they were both just hanging out in that casket. They were right? having, they were having, a, a, what is it, seven minutes in heaven? They were having seven minutes in hell in that casket, let me tell Man, they you. Were, they were both in that casket making babies, and the baby <laughs> looked at me. He's looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so Kane uh, comes out of the casket and attacks Austin Kane uh, you know Austin fights back uh he ends up going back up the ramp uh grabs a, he will agree so he, he grabs goes a the chair. outside grabs a chair goes up the ramp which gaga starts to catch fire and behind fire. him and they end the raw with this shot that they put in the fucking thumbnail of Austin standing at the top of the ramp with the line of fire coming down the ramp. Yes. But they, then they, but then extra. extra attitude. Oh yes, because I needed more filler on this fucking episode of Raw where five out of the six matches ended in DQs. Okay. Extra fucking attitude. Austin comes back down the ramp and takes his shirt off and then just goes back up the ramp. They again. stare down Austin. Okay. Yep, Austin just Vince goes up, up the ramp. He he considers that he wants to walk back down the ramp and then Austin who had walked back safe by this point comes back out, attacks Vince, runs back down the ramp, attacks Vince's cronies, then feeds Gerald Briscoe to Undertaker who choke slams him. Okay. 
That was Mm. so worth all of our time. Oh yeah, what a great way for this arc to go out. That feels that feels like a that feels like a metaphor for this whole arc. Oh my god, this was such a a monumental waste of time. This was we watched the formation of the Brothers of Destruction, and it felt like a waste of time. That's not correct. Yeah, this was a mistake. This was my, I feel like this was my biggest mistake in terms of choosing arcs for this show. There was nothing. Like, in terms of getting the least out of what I wanted to get out of the arc, this might be up there. Because, like, because we were essentially, for the A-plot, just watching the same shit happen week after week. The B-plot was, like, five minutes an episode with no story, effectively, because it was a shoot-fight tournament. And everything else was... Now, everything else, yeah. it, it, it it was kind of fun to cover some of the random other bullshit when it got real weird. But, oh man, did we have to still wade through a lot of shit. Oh boy. Oh man, I did not like this very much. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was rough. Um, this has been a rough arc on this uh, on this podcast. Oh. I think there's only one thing we can do, David. I think. I think. Yeah. We need to repent our sins. Yes, I we think need, we we need to appeal to a higher power. I think we need to go to church. Oh. Take our, me to church, baby. Yo, because the next arc that we are replacing this segment of the schedule with. In is an unusual move, a, I know ahead of time what the arc is going to be. It's true. Is it's going to be the the arc of Vince McMahon versus God. Oh, yeah, baby. We're doing it. We're fucking doing it we may or may not have a uh, special guest star to pop in and out of this one we'll have to see um we're gonna have fun though either way yeah uh but for next time though because you know we all just jump straight into new orcs mm-hmm. uh the next episode though <gasps> it is a halloween month i guess <laughs> We didn't do a Halloween episode last year. We uh, did it, and it made me sad. And so I, I, apply, I, I applied David my begged, powers of David backstage begged, politics. David begged for this one. Uh, Austin was trying to pull some bullshit on me, and I said, "That's not gonna work for me, brother." Yeah. So we are going to. Thankfully, there's an entire line of Halloween themed pay per views. Yes. And so we are going to WCW. Yes! And we're going to Halloween Halloween. Havoc 1997. 1997! Yeah, baby! Yes! 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 I am so happy. I am so happy. I mean, I know why you're happy, but you should probably temper your expectations a little bit. What the fuck do you mean? I am here for one thing and one thing only, and everybody in the universe has told me that that one thing only is one of the most legendary wrestling things of all fucking time. I don't need to temper my expectations. I get get a legendary match, and I get people dressing up in goofy-ass Halloween costumes. That's all I fucking need. All right, you say so. 
Oh. Um, huh, huh. What, what, why, why is there a, incidentally, why is there a monkey paw in your, in your background? And why do I see one of the fingers curling right now? Oh, you'll, you'll see. You'll, you'll all see. Um, <laughs> that's for next time. Until then, David, hit the plugs. Oh, God. All right. I, I just drank the last of my water, so we're going to try to chug through this without destroying my voice. Okay. Hello, dear friends. Thank you all so much for joining us on yet another episode of the News and Knockouts podcast. We are so delighted to have you here. Returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you all so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever the fuck it is used to consume our content. Uh, you, know, you know the drill. We, we, we love you guys. Mwah. I blow kiss. Uh, uh, new people. Hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird of bullshit, either way, we hope you've had a great time here. We hope everything feels accessible to you here. We hope you want to keep coming back to have a great time with us week after week after week. And I will tell you all the ways that you can do so. First of all, of course, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, make turns turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Um, give us all that sweet, sweet engagement. Helps out the channel immensely. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the uh, uh, check out all of our uh, playlists. Austin has been kind enough to organize all of the storylines that we follow into their own separate playlists. Uh, we are, uh, and uh, so if you want to follow something all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot, you can do that there. It's great. You can also see our beautiful, wonderful faces, my uh, epic drip, um, and you can uh, you can see for yourself whether or not there's actually a monkey paw in the background of Austin's uh, uh, thing. Uh, all signs point to maybe. Uh, but if you are a fun, fan of the audio-only experience, we've got you covered as well. You can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast, Noobs and Knockouts on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Come check us out there. Um, you know, give us some, give us a nice listen. Download our show so you listen to us offline. Give us also all that sweet, sweet engagement in the form of uh, ratings and reviews, if you would be so kind. We, uh, um, we do enjoy a good, uh, a good uh, five star rating if you're so inclined, and maybe a nice review that tells people, hey, maybe more people should be listening to these guys. They're pretty good. I don't know. I'm, you know, just just speaking off the top of my head here. Um, and you know, just generally enjoy our show. Whether it be uh, visually, whether it be the the audio experience, uh, check us out. Noobs and Knockouts, YouTube, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Of course, this is not the only place in the in the interwebs you can find us. We do exist past this little void that we find ourselves in week after week after week. Um, you can find us primarily on some social media. Our our main channel, of course, being Twitter at Noobs and Knox Pod on Twitter. That's at Noobs the letter N. Knox pot on Twitter. Um, uh, come, uh, come say hi to us there. Uh, fucking, uh, we do the whole Twitter thing. Memes discourse with the terrible ass IWC. We had put up a post every single time we drop a brand new episode. So you guys always know what the hell is going on. Highlight of our Twitter is of course, weekly wrestling live tweeting, which is on a slight bit of a hiatus due to the fact that I am the main weekly live tweeter. And I am currently in rehearsals for a show until like the last week of the month. Um, so, uh, currently on hiatus, but on October 25th, we will be back, baby, uh, with weekly wrestling live tweeting on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. on TBS watching What Else AEW Dynamite. Also, when I get the time, which is not terribly often, but, you know, I try to at the very least, uh, you can catch us 
on uh, Friday night sometimes at 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT watching AEW Rampage. It is the show that y'all been waiting on, can confirm. Many people are saying this. Um, and sometimes when we have time on Saturday nights on uh, TNT at 8 p.m. Eastern, we are watching and tweeting about AEW Collision. I hear... I don't I don't I haven't gotten confirmation, but I hear that Saturday nights may or may not be all right for fighting. Crazy concept, I know. Um, so on top of my being an AEW mark that uh likes to tweet about what the fuck I'm watching, Austin, being the fabulous knockout that he is, likes to follow all of the major companies in America to some extent, uh, and you know, tries to follow especially the pay-per-views. Sometimes we even tweet about them for your amusement. And we just generally like to tell you guys what the hell's going on with them. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, pay-per-views are a great way, especially for those of the noobish persuasion to really, you know, jump on and, uh, and, and uh, check out some good wrestling and, uh, um, you know, some storylines wrapping up in big ways and new ones starting up, you know, overall great jumping on point. So we like to tell you guys what the hell's going on in the wild world of wrestling. Currently it's also our one venue on this, uh, our, our one medium on this podcast. We're actually talking about current wrestling. So, my friend, what is on the docket and coming up? Right. So, first for Impact Wrestling, uh, if you want to watch Impact Wrestling on a weekly basis, you can do so. Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern on Axis TV or for $1 a month as a YouTube subscription, you can watch Thursdays, 8 p.m. on at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and they have Bound for Glory. Coming Ooh. up on October 21st, just a couple weeks away. Um, you got all you got fun time. You got Alex Shelley def- defending his impact world championship against the man who never lost the belt, Josh Alexander. You have oh, shit. You have crazy ass Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, truly a goaded all-timer kind of a match here. Then That's you get sick, Trinity. Though. Versus Mickey James, the oh, heart shit. coming back for the Knockouts World Championship. The call your shot, the 20 person intergender call your shot gauntlet. Winner, oh my. The winner gets a trophy and a contract they can invoke anytime within one year for a championship match of their choosing. <gasps> it's Yo. like money in the bank, but it's a gauntlet match instead. And it's intergender, which makes it 10 times more base. Fuck yeah. yeah, we already got there's already like three women in here, and they've only announced half the field. Um, the rascals uh de- defending against the ABC of the Bullet Club, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, and everyone's favorite, favorite fetishistic knockouts, world champions, tag team champions, Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich. They really like chains versus Diana Palazzo <laughs> and Todd. And Tasha Steels. Bruh, there are so many women's matches on this pay-per-view. It's wild. There's like two women's matches for titles, and a bunch of women are also in a big gauntlet match. Like okay. practically the whole division is gonna be on pay-per-view. Isn't that that's something? That's exciting as hell. Yeah, I, you know, it, if only, if only other, you know some other company that might be in a little bit bigger stage than uh than uh than uh, impact could really could really take notes on that i think that is uh 
That is uh, a ridiculous notion. I have no idea what you're implying, and I would appreciate if you stopped that right now. Any, anyway, uh, <laughs> WWE's next. WWE is up next. Uh, you yeah. Watch Raw uh, on uh, Raw on Mondays at 8 p.m. on USA Network, and SmackDowns at 8 p.m. on Fox. And then, uh, speaking of, of women's rights, uh, their next show is Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. Hey. Ayo! Pew, no, pew, 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 pew. November fourth. They the the Saudi Vision twenty thirty continues to be going great. Yeah, baby. That's uh, that's that's really good. WWE was trying to get Cristiano Ronaldo involved in this one, apparently. Sure, so, I guess. Why well, not? Well, yeah. Well, because he he's in the Saudi Pro Soccer League. Oh, cool! And you know, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the the greatest soccer players soccer of all players time. Players of all time, yes. Of right, course. right, right. Uh, uh, John Cena will be there as well, allegedly. Yeah, uh, who gives a shit about the John Cena at Crown Jewel? He's gonna be on fucking NXT, baby. Let's go! Yeah, uh, we should. Yeah, I should pivot and talk more about that. Uh, yeah, NXT. seriously, that's far more. That's far more important than whatever the fuck is going. Yeah, I mean, you can watch you can watch WWE pay-per-views on Peacock. It's November fourth. If you're really feeling up to if, watching, uh, if Saudi you're really Arabia feeling up to, to giving any kind of implicit support to the Saudi government. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, and then uh, for AEW, their next pay-per-view on November fifth, uh, November eighteenth. Excuse me. Uh, I, I wrote I I read fifth because it's the fifth annual Full Gear. Uh, ah. There it is full gear. Uh, Right now we only got one match, but what a match it is. It is MJF versus Jay White White. for the world title. It's breathe with the switchblade season. Oh, yeah. I want to believe. I I think I personally, I believe that it is... uh, uh, nobody is on the level of the devil season. However, you know, we can check the calendar later. I mean, I, I there's a compelling argument the next AEW champion should be like Swerve. But there on is... the other hand, like Jay White, the Bullet Club Gold is awesome. Oh, they are they are phenomenal. But, but uh, I, uh, I, I guess I, to I be fair, also... I guess to be fair, can you imagine like Prince Nana's dancing? when swerve beats mjf for the title that would be insane that would be that would be fucked up but also awesome um anyway yeah that is what is on the docket coming up hell yeah so be sure to check all that shit out uh it's it's gonna be a grand old time if you enjoy listening to us ramble on this show for some reason uh you will enjoy it over on the twitter you know, we like we like to have fun here. It's just a good time. Check it out at Noobs and Knox Pods on the Twitter. Of course, uh, if you want to get more long form and direct contact with us, we have options for you there. You can email us at noobs and knockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs the word and this time, knockoutspod at gmail.com. Uh, come say hi to us. Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us things you want to see us cover on the show. You know. Start discourse with us about how based or stupid our hot takes are. Um, you know, just generally make convo, say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockoutspod at gmail 
Amazon.com. And of course, finally, if you're feeling a, a rather generous, uh, you can also find the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. The link for that is in our Twitter. Uh, $1 a month, just a single, a simple little dollary do every month. Gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out to, as always, friend of the show, uh, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, uh, for being uh, so supportive, uh, so wonderful. We, we, we love you, buddy. Uh, you know, even just a single dollar pledged a month how is, is a tremendous, means a lot to us, helps out the show more than you realize. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we just we just love it. You know, so if you're feeling a little generous and you want to enjoy your purse along with our boy Kyle, uh, go ahead. Just a single little dollary do over on Patreon. Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. The link for that is in our Twitter. See y'all next time. Uh, still away, go.